Hi, and welcome to the Pelvic Physio Research Podcast. My name is Becca Bissett-Olshemsky, and I'll be your host guiding you as we take a deep dive into all things pelvic floor and research-based. Whether you're a pelvic newbie or a seasoned clinician, I'm here to help busy therapists listen through the Women's Health Study Guide. So if you're studying for the Women's Certified Specialist Exam or just interested in learning more about pelvic health research, we've got you covered. When I was looking up different study guides for the WCS, I noticed that other APTA specialty exams did a great job of having MedBridge courses, podcast study guides, and multiple companies to purchase test questions from. I didn't really find that same abundance of resources for those trying to take the WCS exam, so I'm hoping to be someone to provide that for listeners who might be in similar shoes that I was. I was working two jobs, I was helping with teaching assisting for pelvic courses some weekends, just general life, and I sincerely hope that nobody listening is planning a wedding too. You can totally do it. I just won't be the first to recommend it. (laughs) The podcast is not to serve as a comprehensive guide to pass the WCS or to offer any guidance on questions that may be on the exam. All specialist exam takers sign a confidentiality agreement prior to taking the exam, and on the Women's Health Study Guide itself, it verbalizes their study guide may not be all-encompassing of the material. So depending on your clinical experience in pelvic health, your clinical strengths and knowledge with the material on the exam, study plans will probably vary from person to person. I personally don't have a lot of familiarity with lymphedema, so I was really lucky to have a CLT specialist at the clinic I work at and one of my partners in my study group to bounce questions and ideas off of. This was also true for me with things like female athlete and neurogenic conditions in that while I've learned them and I've treated them, it wasn't as consistent as other disorders like pregnancy and postpartum, as well as bladder and bowel dysfunctions. I personally found it to be helpful to be a part of a small study group to review the articles that I'll be discussing here, as well as the additional recommended book readings and discussing PT practice implications within the readings. Something to consider first is the general breakdown of the exam prior to studying. The general exam outline summary is composed of three different categories, knowledge, patient-client management, and professional practice expectations. 20% is knowledge, so thinking things like behavioral and clinical sciences. 55% is patient-client management, so thinking things like screening, exam, evaluation, outcomes. And 25 is professional practice expectation, which would fall under communication, professional behavior, and cultural differences. The exam is further broken down within those three categories to cover health conditions. Those are going to include bowel dysfunction at 5%, lymphedema at 5%, musculoskeletal dysfunction, so osteoporosis, fibromyalgia, pelvic girdle, and post-surgical dysfunction at a whopping 26%, pelvic floor dysfunction and pain, which is pelvic organ prolapse, chronic pelvic pain, endometriosis, cystitis at another 26%, pregnancy and postpartum at 12%, sexual dysfunction at 5%, urinary dysfunction at 15%, and a small category of other, including things like cardiovascular and pulmonary, hormone, oncology, autoimmune, neurologic, MS, Parkinson's at 6%. A little background on me being that I'm your host and you'll be hearing a lot of my voice. My name is Becca Bissett-Olshemsky. I'm a physical therapist in the Bay Area of California. I graduated in 2016 with my doctorate from a small school in Pennsylvania called Missouri Cordia University and I passed the 2021 WCS exam. 
I've started two different pelvic health programs for both men and women. At this time, I currently only lead one of those, which is in an outpatient pelvic health program in a small community hospital. I also work at a larger hospital system in the outpatient departments of the urology and the OBGYN clinics treating all genders. If you're following the WCS study guide with me, realize that I'm glazing over the Erian 2010 text, chapters 6, 17, and 26, as that includes 64 pages of information. Potentially at a later date, I can cover those chapters in summary, but at this time I'll be prioritizing research articles. So without further ado, in an effort to be concise and succinct, I'll start the next podcast with an article written by Sapsford and Hodges in 2001 on the coactivation of abdominal and pelvic muscles during voluntary exercises. I hope to see you listening there.